Being a woman is tough. Women of Excellence with Janae Hill encourages, equips, and empowers women with real solutions to real issues. From business to family, to health and relationships, work-life balance. If women face it, we address it with heart, humor, and a hands-on approach. Women of Excellence, where laughter meets tough love as we do life together. How many of you agree with this statement? Knowledge is power. Hi, I'm Janae. I'm a wife, a mom, and an entrepreneur. Um, And one of the most important roles that I believe I serve is that I am a change agent. I love helping people be their best. And what I have found is that the way to be our best is to address those issues that are maybe not serving us so well. And that's why on this season of Women of Excellence, we are walking through my book, Diary of an Unbroken Heart, Simple Keys to Complex Change. Notice I said simple, not easy. Change, whether they are small changes that you're trying to make in your life, maybe you're wanting to save more money on a monthly basis, um, or perhaps you're just wanting to clean up your diet a little bit, or if they're big changes, you're wanting to get rid of maybe an addiction that you've struggled with or an obsession that you've struggled with for years or some destructive thought patterns, behaviors. But whether that change is small or big, It's not going to be easy. However, there are some tactical, practical, small steps that as we take them over time will make big changes. So let's go back to the question that I asked. Do you agree with the statement, knowledge is power? I don't agree with that statement. And here's why. Let me give you a little practical example. I know that eating sweets and sugar is bad for me. I have that head knowledge, but guess what? I still eat them. I still eat them. In fact, I would almost eat dessert after every meal um, if I wasn't trying to raise my child (laughs) to have healthy eating habits. But oftentimes we know those things that are keeping us from being our best. We have the head knowledge, but we haven't taken that next step to get rid of those things. So today, we are talking about how to let it go. It being anything that is keeping you from being your best. It could be a hurt. Maybe you are holding on to some bitterness and resentment towards someone. It might be a hangup. Like um, I know someone who is extremely OCD. She has obsessive compulsive disorder. Everything absolutely has to be perfect in her life, which by the way, I asked her if I could share it with you all. And she said, yes, as long as I don't say her name, but she knows that by having to have everything perfect in her life, she is limiting herself from doing more. Um, Or it may be that you have a bad habit that it's maybe not outright destructive, 
but it's just a bad habit that you know is keeping you from being your best. For example, I used to eat sweets and carbs at night. Now, I didn't go crazy in the quantity that I was eating, but every night I absolutely had to have a sweet or crunchy snack, sweet or salty, I guess you could say. And as I looked at that habit, I found myself starting with maybe just a few chips. Next thing you know, I'm having an individual bag of chips. And then I graduated to a half a bag of the family size bag. So this little habit that didn't start as a big deal was slowly gaining more power on me. So I want you to think for a minute, what is a hurt, a habit, or a hangup that you have, could be large or small, that you know is keeping you from being your best? Write it down. Now, if there is a hurt or a habit or a hangup that we have, it is serving some purpose. Many times we don't talk about the positive benefits that that destructive hurt, habit, or hangup is serving, but it is serving a purpose. And until we're honest enough to admit what that purpose is, it's going to be hard to let it go. For example, my little sugary snacks at night, I actually realized that they were giving me comfort. They were becoming something that I looked forward to. At the end of a long day, I'm going to reward myself before I go to bed. So they had become my little comfort zone. I also found that as I was getting anxious or nervous about the next day, they helped me feel calm. Now, it was a false calm because the next morning I would wake up after eating a bunch of junk and feel awful. So I got into this destructive cycle. But at the time, I didn't realize how much power this little thing had over me. So identify what is that one hurt habit or hang up that you are hanging on to, write it down. And second, What purpose is it serving? There was a time in my life where I hung on to some bitterness and resentment towards some people who had hurt me. And the purpose that that was serving, I felt like it was helping me guard my heart so that I didn't get hurt in the future. But those things that are keeping us from being our best while they may have a benefit, they also have a barrier. They block us from something. So you've just written down what purpose they do serve. Now I want you to write down all of the consequences, all of those negative things that come as a result of that hurt, habit, or hangup with those people that I was holding bitterness and resentment towards, I found that it actually had some physical consequences. By harboring that bitterness, unforgiveness, resentment, I actually had more acne. I found myself with a little bit of hair loss. Um, My skin got really dry because I was allowing myself to have extra stress because I'm hanging on to this bitterness 
and resentment. On the example I gave about eating sugary sweets at night and um, how they gave me comfort, they also had negative impacts. I mentioned that the next morning I would wake up physically feeling yucky because of what I had put in my body the night before. Um, I also found myself more lethargic. I found myself um, mentally just beating myself up because I didn't have the self-discipline to just say no to those snacks. So list all of the consequences of that negative behavior. Now, after looking at the purpose that that hurt habit or hang-up is serving, the benefit of it, versus how it is hurting you, let me ask you, are you ready to choose to give it up? If you remember, choice was the very first topic that we covered in this series. And choice means the power to decide. You can choose to give it up. Now, just for a moment, if you are struggling with an addiction. Addiction is a disease and you may not have the choice to just turn that switch off. However, you can choose to get help. And so I just wanted to make that differentiation if you are struggling with addiction. But we have the choice to do something about that hurt, that habit or hang up. And so I'm going to encourage you to think, are you ready to have that courage to change, to make the choice to let it go? If you said yes, keep listening. If you said no, I'm going to encourage you to turn this off right now and come back to it when you're really ready to choose to change. But if you are ready to lay that down, then I'm going to ask you to do two things. One. Call your accountability buddy. This is a buddy who loves you, who wants the best for you, who's going to hold you accountable. So call or text them and let them know what you are choosing to let go of. I have also found that when we verbalize a choice that we're making to change, there is also a little bit of a built-in accountability internally, not just even with that person. So tell someone, maybe one of your uppers, that's what we talked about in a couple of sessions ago, having people who are your uppers, they make you feel good about yourself. They're going to speak truth and love, but who are you going to let know of what you're letting go? The second thing I would encourage you to do is to commit. Commit means involvement. I have found that commitment is not a one-time thing. It is a daily choice. Years ago, when I was doing corporate training, I taught steps of change. And if you look at research, there are five steps of change. And the first is grief or denial. So maybe you have been thinking, my little hurts, habits, or hangups, they're not that bad. I don't really need to change. That would be the denial part of that. But the second part of that first step is that grief. Go back to the benefit that your behavior is serving. 
you're going to need to grieve letting that go. Years ago, I chose to quit drinking. And there was a little bit of grief that when I was going to go to parties or be around people, um, I wasn't going to have the glass of wine or margarita that I enjoyed. So take a moment, don't stay there, but take a moment to grieve the loss of what you're going to choose to let go of. The second step is then anger. So you may start to look back and look at the impact of those small hurts, habits, or hangups on your life, and maybe how they have kept you from being your best. And you may get angry. And that is part of that process. So allow yourself to get angry, angry over the consequences and how this has kept you from being your best. The third step of change is frustration. So when you are trying to do things differently, you're going to get a little frustrated. And that is why the third step is called the danger zone, because you are either going to choose to get over your frustration and push through, or you're going to go back. I think about a friend of mine who just started working out a couple of months ago, and she called me and said, Janae, I'm just tired of the gym. I'm not seeing results. She was at that stage of frustration. She was choosing to try to make different choices, different um, habits, but she was getting frustrated because she didn't see the result. And that's why she has to commit to the process, to pushing through to the next level, which is confusion. So confusion is when you're finally starting to embrace the change, but it still feels a little awkward. For me now, when I get stressed at night and I find myself wanting to go to chips or some sweet, I no longer do that. But there are times when I'm like, now what do I do? Because I don't want to do that behavior anymore. Um, So you might feel a little bit of confusion before you get to the fifth step, which is acceptance. And if you want to know more about the steps of change, you can look at my podcast, Holy Shift, and that is where I go in depth about that. Let's go back to that one thing that you're going to choose to let go. You have written down the blessings, the benefits of of whatever that destructive behavior is, and you've also looked at the consequences, and then you decided to choose to let that go. You're going to tell a buddy, and then you're going to commit to the process. Stay the course. Um, I often, when I'm making changes, I will put my watch, which I always wear on my left hand, but I will put it on my right hand. It feels very awkward to have my watch on my right hand, but it serves as a reminder for me that change is not going to feel comfortable. That's why we got to get comfortably uncomfortable and choose to change to be our best. Knowledge is not power. Knowledge that is applied is power. And I can't wait to hear about how you're going to apply the knowledge you acquired today. If you like what you're hearing, please share this with a friend and follow me at Real Janae Hill on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube.